So today I've got a true story for you and I hope that it's going to be one that you can resonate with, see a little bit of yourself in and hopefully it'll inspire you if you've been having a challenging time. It will help you take action if you've been procrastinating and maybe it'll just give you a little bit more insight into where the heck I've been coming from over the last six months of this year. It's a little bit vulnerable, get a little bit honest and as I said, I really hope there's some good nuggets in here because this is how I reinvented myself and started over and how you can too. Are you tapping into your potential? Are you then taking that potential and turning it into a purposeful and profitable online offering so you can impact more people, share your skills and expertise and make a dent in the world? And are you doing this while living a life that fills you with purpose, happiness and opportunities for growth? This may all sound too good to be true and I am telling you it isn't. These are the big questions that I seek to answer on The Untapped Show, a podcast for go-getting humans who know that more is possible for them in life and who want to make real changes and live up to and beyond their human potential. In this weekly podcast, I share nuggets of wisdom on how to do this, combined with inspiring interviews with everyday humans who are doing this right now so that we can all learn from each other. I'm your host, Natalie Sisson, a best-selling author, podcaster, blogger, lifelong learner, triathlete and lover of handstands and who took her humble blog back in 2010 and somehow managed to turn it into a multiple six-figure business by creating different revenue streams based around my skills, talents and knowledge and I know that this is possible for you too. So every single week that's what you're going to hear here on this podcast to give you inspiration, motivation, strategy and tactics to do this for yourself and to lead a purpose-driven life. So let's dive in to this week's show. Madonna has truly mastered the art of reinvention. So when a friend told me she was coming on the Graham Norton show this weekend, I stuck around to watch her segment. I couldn't actually recall the last time I'd seen Madonna speak, and I was really intrigued to see what she delivered. And naturally, she didn't disappoint. She walked on stage, I don't know if you've seen this episode or if you watch Graham Norton, incredibly funny talk show host who brings on all these amazing celebrities. So she walked on stage wearing an eye patch and this kind of sexy number which saw her boobs almost falling out of her corset. And if you know Madonna, she's a bit of a control freak, and I don't think she would have been super impressed with that wardrobe malfunction, because as she sat down, it like literally popped out. But that aside, it was definitely an entrance. And her star power was undeniable. The guests on the couch alongside her, who were pretty awesome too, were left to just sit quietly as she answered Graham's questions with a combination of mystique, cheekiness, strength and an appropriate amount of intrigue in true Madonna style. The thing is she has just launched a new album and is going on a tour at age 60 years. In fact I think it's her birthday tomorrow at the time of recording this podcast. This in itself to me is a huge testament to her longevity, creativity and ability to keep on changing with the times and reinventing herself to not only survive in a super competitive market dominated by teenagers, but to thrive at it for over four decades. And that's because I believe reinvention is a necessity to remain relevant. Now, in the past few months, several of my friends compared me to Madonna, and not because I like to sing and dance to 80s music, and I really do, or because I wear sexually enticing outfits. I don't anymore. But because they said I'm always reinventing myself – and I have to admit, I was surprised by this, as I personally couldn't see it. 
And so they explained to me that I had successfully, in their eyes, morphed from corporate career girl to tech co-founder to blogger to being the suitcase entrepreneur with relative ease over the last 10 years. And that when I returned home to New Zealand in late 2016, I apparently made it look really easy to morph into being brand me here on nataliesisson.com. Yet that couldn't be further from the truth. In my world, I've been through a two-year-long metamorphosis filled with doubt, fear, curiosity, joy, and exasperation. If you've listened to my podcast or read my blog post on when too much change is dangerous, you'll know that I did a 180-degree flip that entailed going from constant full-time travel out of my suitcase to living in one house with no international travel for the first three months of being back in New Zealand, which was crazy. Being single in December to a loving full-time relationship and moving in together in my apartment for a few months to then buying a house together, creating joint bank accounts and taking on this beautiful property. And that was actually Josh's first ever property ownership. Zero responsibility to this hefty mortgage, getting a puppy a week after moving in and five chickens the week after, owning so little stuff to having to finish a 369 square meter house with five bedrooms and two living rooms in just a few weeks. People who visit us now say it looks like we've lived here for years. A full-on business period, getting it ready for my sabbatical and writing the Freedom Plan book manuscript, which I finished on March 30th, to not working. Eternal summers traveling the world to my first ever autumn and winter, and that was probably the biggest kicker because I hate being cold. So thankfully, I'm almost two and a half years down the track and loving life, but it hasn't been an easy journey. And what surprised me most was an event that happened in late October 2018. This is the untold story I've kept until now. Although I might have alluded to it in a few emails or podcasts because I love to be honest, but I don't know if I really told you what happened. So not long after a pretty successful book launch of The Freedom Plan, two years after I wrote it, by the way, and the audiobook is coming out this month of July, if you're listening. You're obviously listening because this is a podcast, but you get what I mean. I digress. I also relaunched my most successful course ever in the same month of the same name, The Freedom Plan Accelerator, that to date has netted me over half a million dollars US in sales, which still blows my mind to this day. Except this time I decided to totally redesign it and upgrade it to better align with my new book and to be more focused on how to work less through systems, outsourcing and clever sales funnels. It catered to an experienced business owner wanting more freedom, the folks I wanted to work with as I could see them experiencing burnout and overwhelm and I truly wanted to help them. Yet in doing so, I overlooked the majority of my community I had lovingly built up over the years, who in reality were still wanting to build their online business, learn how to earn more money, and gain financial freedom. The launch result? I failed in an epic way. That hurt. A lot. I cried in the final days of launch and sat there in disbelief as literally nothing happened. At least that's what it felt like. It caused me to doubt everything I thought I knew, and was really good at, built up over nine years of business. I was in shock. I was numb. I felt like a fraud. The facts didn't help either. I'd spent too much money, like way too much money on the launch, hired too many people, and ended up handing over most of the things I'm great at, and got stuck with managing people, logistics, and operations. Which, by the way, I don't actually mind, but are not my zone of genius. Along with that, I had not listened to my intuition and how I felt energetically, and I'd forged on regardless as I wanted to stay true to my word and launch this course I said I would, which is the damn upholder in me, 
If you haven't done the Gretchen Rubin Four Tendencies quiz, I suggest you take a look. It's free. And I've included it in this podcast post. In fact, you can read this entire podcast because I turn it into one big juicy blog post lesson for you over at nataliesisson.com forward slash 027. When I did my launch analysis, which I do faithfully every time, it wasn't as bad as I thought, but the damage was done. My confidence was knocked and I wasn't bouncing back like I normally do. And that was a little bit scary. No, that was a lot scary. I was desperately trying to find the lesson and the failure as a good entrepreneur will always do that, but I was taking it way too personally. I don't know if you can relate, but it's not fun. And after almost a decade, it felt like I'd made a rookie error and it cost me more than just money and a bruised ego. The truth was I wanted to quit my business. Josh and I headed away on a break to Gisborne that December and had some long walks and talks on the beach to explore my options how I was feeling, and what would make me happy. While he had utter faith in me and felt it was just a minor setback, I wasn't so sure. One of the options that had come up was taking on a contract to experience the things I was missing as an entrepreneur, being part of a physical team, not just virtual, not having to lead and manage everything all the time, experiencing being part of someone else's business and to learn from them, having a consistent income while I bounce back. Getting into the city so I wasn't so isolated out at our rural lifestyle property, being energized by the city vibe and socializing, and getting some structure back in my day. We actually used our own life pilot system in a seasonal dreaming session, which we do each quarter, to share our hopes and dreams across the eight areas of life we value most highly. And by the end of that week away, I had a plan. I looked at job websites, which I happen to know every great business owner will look at even when things are going well. And I wasn't impressed. The job descriptions made me yawn, and they just really sounded so formulaic or stifling. And salaries seemed on the low end compared to what I know I can make in my business. But that wasn't the key criteria, if I was referring to my criteria that I just shared with you. And then I saw a role of learning designer that I didn't realize existed, yet wasn't dissimilar to what I'd actually learned and applied in launching online courses and designing curriculums to educate people. I then sent possibly the worst email to a recruitment person ever that went like this. Dear Beth, very keen to learn more about your freelance opportunities for learning designers. As you can see there, I was still looking for freelance. I've developed many curriculums for online courses in my own business and am known for making the complex simple and breaking things down into bite-sized content that is practical and implementable. Natalie. Naturally, she asked me for more details, including my CV which I then sat on for a while until I replied again, rather nonchalantly, with this response. Hi Beth, I realised I'm not going to create a CV anytime soon. I just know after eight years of creating, building and running online courses, events and retreats that this is my sweet spot of what I do well. My LinkedIn profile is here. Understand if this is not conventional for you. Natalie. This resulted in her googling me where everything I have ever done is publicly available to see, proof of what I'm capable of, calling me up and having a good chat. She saw an opportunity in my potential and took a chance on me. A week later, I was having an informal coffee with the CEO, even though there was no role for me. And less than a week later, I had a job offer and a start date in 10 days time. As you can imagine, this wasn't quite how I anticipated it happening, but I took the leap. Strike forward almost five months and I can hand on heart say it's been the best thing for me. Within constraints exists true freedom. This is basically one of the first lessons I learned about reinventing yourself. 
My working week went from working on my business any time of the day to having only Monday as my one day a week business day. That's what I called it. And Tuesday to Friday working at Inspire Group in the city, including a remote day at home. In and around that, yes, even some evenings and weekends, I did paid consulting for four gigs I'd inadvertently picked up since January after volunteering my time to help these purpose-driven companies, plus working with a few coaching clients. If you're wondering, yes, I was at capacity for the first time in a decade. After preaching freedom and time off and experiencing that in droves, I was now energized by maximizing every hour I had, plus still having time out in the evenings and weekends and training for triathlons. In fact, I credit triathlon training for instilling confidence, focus, drive, and momentum back into my personal life, along with a self-belief and mindset I had been missing that then has overflowed into every area of my life. It's been remarkable. I also used all my own tools, systems, content calendar, and one-page business plan that I teach my clients, Anna in the Freedom Plan book, and I used them on myself, and they worked a treat. Who'd have thunk? I'm not going to lie, commuting by a train, car or bike an hour each way into town wasn't entirely thrilling initially, but I used that time to work on my business, contracts or listen to audiobooks. I genuinely enjoy my job, the team and simply being in a different environment, which has allowed me to stretch myself, learn and grow, plus take on an entirely different outlook and put myself in other people's shoes. Then something magical started to happen. I got my mojo back by returning to being me. A combination of fewer hours to work on my business meant I became ultra-focused again and started enjoying every aspect of it. I cut my team down to just me and my virtual assistant, Angeline, so that I could get back to more of the doing and experiencing what that felt like again. This brought back fond memories of my hustling days early on in my business, and it showed me all the things that I had almost forgotten I knew how to do. I decided not to outsource anything for a few months and get my hands dirty, so to speak, doing all the doing. This increased my love of all the things I missed or realized I'd lost touch with and things started picking up in my business. Revitalized energy shows in business and people pick up on it and I'm a firm believer of that. Before long, I was vlogging, podcasting and creating again and getting back to being Natalie, doing all the things I did so well when I started out in business. I did the analysis, I looked at what had worked all those years before and what I'd stopped doing or needed to stop doing to fully realign with who I was, how I could help people and how I wanted to show up in the world. And then in June, I totally redesigned my own website homepage with a brand new look and direction, even though this felt like I took three months to actually get it done, which I actually did. I was so proud as this is the first website I fully designed by myself. It's clean. It's clear and it's to the point. Come across to nataliesisson.com if you haven't seen it and let me know what you think. I did this by using the best and easiest WordPress theme I have ever come across. In fact, I shot a vlog. You can look it up on YouTube. It's called Thrive Architect, your must-have website builder tool. And in it, I showed why it rocks and how to use it to redesign your website. And you can actually see a live demo in my vlog. And I gave it before I'd learned how to fully use it because that's the way I roll. I just learn and apply. And it was also before I'd finished the homepage design. But you'll appreciate what it looked like to what it is now. Also, the messaging on my website was finally clear as I'd been working slash procrastinating on it for months after many conversations with my dear friends, peers and clients, and actually through a lot of internal introspection, which was super helpful. 
I listen to my own advice that I hammer home to clients all the time. Number one, niche down. Number two, keep it simple. I have a tendency to want to offer the world and help people on all fronts. And this time I looked back to what I have consistently been doing all throughout my career in business, seeing your potential and helping you to monetize it by getting paid to be you. And actually, while recording my Freedom Plan audiobook, I had two major realizations. One, this book I've written is actually full of gold nuggets that are damn useful. Remember my previous knock to my confidence around the book launch time in October 2018? Yeah, well, it had the knock-on effect that my book wasn't good enough either, which is simply not true. Number two, it would work really well to also pull out chapter six on how to monetize you and turn it into a teaser episode on my podcast, which you will have heard if you look back a few episodes, you'll find it there, as well as to repurpose it into a standalone audio. I then went ahead and created my first new freebie, which is a gift you give in return for a person's email address and trust, aka opt-in, and I'm damn proud of it. It's this audio I created accompanied by my brand new amazing step-by-step guide, which I wrote from scratch and just loved doing. And you can get that if you come across to nataliesisson.com. It's right there on the homepage three times. So please do come across and check it out and grab yours. I then emailed my community, some of which have been following my work since the beginning. I don't know how, and big shout out to Bodil, who who just said she's been following me for five years, but I know there are people who have been in there for close to 10, which also still blows my mind. And I shared it with them, and the response has been amazing. More importantly, close friends and peers personally messaged me to say that it was completely me and so on point, and that I had truly found my sweet spot, that intersection between what you're good at or great at, what you love doing, and what people will pay you for. Ironic, really, given that this is what I've been teaching in courses, my book, podcasts, and interviews since, oh, you know, 2013. From this, I have so much clarity on exactly how I want to help you get paid to be you and thrive in the future of work. In fact, I tested my theory around this with a mini launch in June, which went amazingly well and helped me appreciate that I was back on track doing what I do best, and how my mission was to help others turn their skills, knowledge, and passions into multiple revenue streams. And I talked about that in my previous episode too. So you've actually had two bonus audiobook chapters on this very podcast. You're welcome. Just click back to the previous two episodes and you'll be able to listen to both of them. And you'll see this get paid to be you and thrive in the future of work focus rolling out in the coming weeks and months. And I hope you'll like what you see and get to experience as a result, because I am on a mission for you. But first, let's recap on the method I use to reinvent myself. Even if you can't see the method of my madness, it's all there. I'm calling this the Natalie Sisson reinvention method. Let's go. Get super honest with yourself when you feel you're not aligning with your intuition or your energy. Throw in an epic failure or an event that makes you stop, reflect, and take action if you really want to create change. Reflect back on all the things you know you love, are great at, and have been paid well for in the past and compare them to where you're at now. Assess the situation and look at what you need to stop doing and start doing. This may mean taking on a side hustle, starting a new business, taking on a few gigs that help you upskill and challenge you. Talk to good friends, peers, and mentors to get an outside perspective too. Take definitive steps to be the architect of your own life and design it around what you really want out of it. I hope 
that there have been some key takeaways in here that you can learn from and apply to your own situation. And my biggest piece of advice is this. Never give up. Always keep learning. Trust your gut. Listen to those who love and know you. Listen to those who love and know you well. Embrace the lessons failure teaches you. Then pick yourself up and reinvent yourself. And most of all, never stop having fun. I'm Natalie Sisson. You've been listening to the Untapped podcast. And I really hope that you'll continue to join me on this journey. It's been an honour.